This is the Balanced Artist Podcast, where we help the purpose-driven creator's journey suck a little less and thrive a little more. Hosted by award-winning musician, TEDx speaker, and comedian, Rory Gardner. Who? We chat with experts who help level up your creative career by reframing your lifestyle as a balanced artist. Hello and welcome back to the Balanced Artist Podcast. One of my favorite books of all time is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like, and I read this in my 20s and it was a big contributing factor to investing in real estate at a young age. And my thinking was like I was going to be on a world tour back in the day, you know, making no money, but at least I could build equity back at home while I had these properties, right? While I was on the road. And although uh, losing money on World Tour did not happen until uh, you know, maybe 10 years later, I at least had these properties working for me in the meantime. And the author of the book, Robert Kiyosaki, talks about the cash flow formula he uses. And there's this whole different book on the subject called the Cash Flow Quadrant. And on the left side of the quadrant, there's like the E's and the S's, which stands for employee and self-employed. And on the right side is B and I, which stand for business and investor. And the key to long-term success and abundant cash flow is to focus on the right side of the quadrant. And I'll go through each of these as they apply to a creative person to see how you can incorporate it in your own system. Because you're probably thinking, this is the Balanced Artist Podcast. What does this have to do with me? Well, I will tell you. All right, so let's start with the E, which is employee. Okay, this would mean you work for someone else. It means you might be an engineer at someone else's studio, or you may work in a music store or a camera shop or work the door at a comedy club. Your paycheck is dependent upon getting hired somewhere. And there is a limp, like a ceiling to that kind of income. Like you're only going to get paid as much as your employer will pay you in that position. And then we go to the S, the self-employed. And this is where most of you sit right now as a creative entrepreneur. Like you create your own art, whether it's music or paintings, and you try to sell them to the general public. You may be trying to sell your services as a photographer or a musician to clients who hire you and you know you can set up and negotiate your own rates. So there's a little bit more flexibility and opportunity rather than the employee status where you're just, here's your salary, take it or leave it. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, you're still required to show up when you're in the S uh, self-employed area. You're still required to show up and, and do the gig yourself. So you're basically trading time for money and you may be really good at what you do and you charge a high dollar amount and consistently busy and you're just, you'll never be able to scale that full time. You may be really good at what you do and you're, you charge a high dollar amount and you're constantly busy, but you'll never be able to scale that model because there's only 24 hours in a day and you can't be everywhere at once. And the trick to long-term financial success is being on the right side of the quadrant so that you can leverage that and maybe outsource. And you, know, you want to be able to build something self-sustaining that doesn't really require as much of your time and the ability to grow on its own. So what that looks like on the, let's start with the B for business on the right-hand side of the quadrant. Maybe you have like an overwhelming amount of inquiries coming in as a self-employed person and you start outsourcing to other people who do the same thing, but then you take a percentage of their commission. Let's just say you, you are a photographer, you hate doing wedding gigs. So you take in the clients, you kind of orchestrate everything, but then you outsource the photographers who show up that day on the, uh, 
on the wedding day, but you still get your cut and you can scale that you know, as many times as you want, as long as wedding season is hot in your neck of the woods. Or you create your own agency because you've established contacts with clients and now you're the go-to person to fill spots as a you know comedian, singer, entertainer, whatever the heck. And the more business you get, the more freelancers you can hire. So you're basically leveraging other people's talent to make you and your pocketbook a little bit more fat, you know? Adding more money into your pocket without having to go out and create the work yourself. And I know what you're thinking, like, I like doing the creative work. That's why I got into this whole thing. Well, I'm not saying give up the creative work, but you have the freedom to take on clients that you want to take on or the gigs that you want to do. And you can just outsource the rest. So if you can balance both of those, this is going to fill you up creatively and fill your bank account financially. Then we go over to the investment. Okay, this is I for investment. Still on the right-hand side of the quadrant. And this one doesn't even need to be related to creativity. In fact, it's probably easier if it isn't. I mean, you could you know, put money into a creative startup or invest in someone else's creative project in exchange for future earnings. But if you want to grow your money and have it work for itself, you want to put it into something that's more of a sure thing like real estate or stocks. All right, so the stock market is volatile and it can be emotionally draining watching them go up and down. But if you choose to invest in blue chip stocks with you know a great track record, you'll notice in the last 50 years, they've always just gone uphill, right? They'll go up and down throughout the years, but they've always had an upward trend regardless of some of the crashes we've experienced. One of my favorite books on that subject is Money Master in the Game by Tony Robbins. He interviews some of the world's most successful billionaires who have all come to the same conclusion. So by investing in low-cost index funds early and frequently, your money will compound over time and snowball into a nice little nest egg by the time you're ready to hang up your dancing slippers. And this episode is not... I'm not trying to give you hot tips or financial advice, okay? Do your own research before looking into this stuff and and make a decision. I, to be honest, I still don't know a whole heck of a lot about stocks or I, I just kind of go safe, predictable route because I, I don't know. I gravitate towards real estate. That's my favorite kind of investment type. Like in my late 20s and 30s, for me, it was very busy acquiring properties and taking them. You know, I took on a few flip projects and just try to make some income that way. And we were on a roll until I realized I was neglecting my creative calling. Like real estate investing doesn't necessarily fuel me, but songwriting and performing do. So I found a balance between both of them. Did you know you're listening to the Balanced Artist Podcast? That's right. The balance is the key. It's, it's kind of like a pension, right? We don't get a pension. So the real estate passive income, when you're too old to create whatever you're doing, Hopefully you don't get too old to create whatever you're doing, but when you get over it and you don't want to do it anymore, you'll have a little bit of income ready to go. That concludes the overview of the cash flow quadrant. It's actually a pretty cool book. So, I mean, again, we have to get rid of that mindset of I'm not a true artist if I'm if I'm making money other than creating art. That's not it at all. Like Art is the process of creating the art. So if you're financially free through other sources of income, then... It just opens you up to create whatever the heck you want without worrying about having an income or money or whatever that, you know what I mean? It's always going to be there so you can create at will. It's always cool to be paid high dollar amount for your creative work, but uh, that's just the fun of investing. So I I, mean, I would balance both sides of the quadrant and I do. I'm, I'm self-employed. I still show up. I do these gigs because it fuels me. It's what I love to do and I still like doing it. I like creating a show. I love taking that show to... Uh, I'm recording this podcast right now in the middle of the ocean. I'm on a cruise ship. I have a show tonight. 
two shows and I don't know. It's just fun. It's like I'm being paid to vacation. It's pretty cool. But I also don't have the real estate building equity and wealth back at home. From the business side, to get on this cruise ship, my agent hooked me up, right? So he's got, I don't know, like 30 or 40 comedians or musicians or variety acts under him. So he gets, you know, 10 or 15% of all their stuff. So if he's got 30 people out there doing their thing and he's making 15% of that, he's just laughing, right? So there's always an opportunity to create income passively, not necessarily being the guy that shows up at the job to punch a time clock. That sucks. I've been there for several years. It's not It's not a fun way to live. <laughs> anyway, this money stuff can get weird and complicated. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'd love to Uh, answer it the best I can. Again, I'm not an expert, but I've been through it a time or two, so I might be able to enlighten you with any sort of insight that you may need. All right. Until next time, folks, have a good one. That's all we've got for this episode of the podcast. We have new shows every week, so remember to hit subscribe and share this episode with anyone you think could benefit from becoming a balanced artist.